Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Prices plunge at the fastest rate since 2009. That's according to Forbes on the 1st of September. So what we're going to do is we are going to look through the housing price index. We'll refer to it as the HPI. That's what many people in the industry refer to it as. And it's a great resource for us to look at. So we're going to deep dive into that. And what we're also going to do is identify how that's going to affect you, whether you are brand new and just looking to get started in property, or for those of you who are existing landlords and property investors, we're going to look at how this affects you and what opportunities and threats there are as a result. So I'm Tony Gargan. I've been investing for the last eight and a half years now in property and I'm going to do the deep dive. So let's get started. Okay. So if we look at the house price index, let's let's start with Halifax. Average house prices, and I want to get this right, £279,569, which is a difference of around five and a half thousand pounds from last month so if we're looking at you know july august time through to the beginning of september we are seeing a slowing within the market this is very generalized though it is very sweeping statement so i do want you to take it you know it's a broad brush approach because we're talking nationwide here and in previous videos you will have heard me talking about the fact that there are mini micro markets and this does not reading this information getting all of this information does not negate your need to get educated in your local market so we're going to look at the generalization we're going to look at the sweeping statements but we're also going to identify some areas for additional review house price index halifax so i want to give you the exact figure according to halifax the average house price is 279,569 pounds which is a difference of just shy of five and a half thousand pounds from last month so we're going to look month on month and then we're going to look year on year because you need an aerial view so month on month we're basically saying there's about five and a half thousand pounds difference in average house prices which kind of confirms what we've said in previous videos where I've predicted that there is a slowing within the market but not a complete not a halt and crash you know the the crash it's just it's it's huge it's sensationalizing it is the media at its finest and actually they're backing that up with proof Halifax is saying that it's about five and a half thousand pounds it is telling us the general trajectory is down maybe a little bit slower than many people have predicted so if we look at what they kind of deep dive into this. Halifax are then saying average house prices back to the level seen at the start of last year. Okay, well, we need to look at the year on year figures because there's variances there. As we know in previous videos, we've discussed the micro markets, we've looked at the micro economy because, you know, we've got the BC before COVID and then now, so we have to take the pandemic into consideration. So interesting to note is that if we look at August, because these were the August figures to September, August of 2022 to August of 2023, according to HM Land Registry, is that there's actually a £16,334 difference. Halifax is saying £13,465. So if you were to take like an average mean of that, we're talking about £15,000 drop. 
This is all pointing in the right direction for those who are buying within today's market. More of a challenge for those selling. So it's affecting different people in different ways. Like if we look at right move, because we'll always look at right move and Halifax and the different sources, because it's so confusing. There's so many different bits of information out there. You never know which is the right one to look at. So if you look at right move, they're saying around £7,012 difference from last month. What the general trend is, though, it's a downward trend. So we are seeing property prices drop. For you, whether you are brand new into property or whether you are an existing portfolio landlord who is looking to buy more property, this is all indicating that there are opportunities. On the flip side of that, for homeowners, for those who are struggling financially and looking to sell on, for landlords leaving the market due to Section 24 additional taxation, or because they're at the end of their investing career, it creates a challenge. So I believe that we can create those win-win opportunities you always hear me talking about. Now, as always, there is the comment, and this one is Zoopla, also supported by HomeTrack. There is a clear north-south divide in price inflation. Now, we are going to look at UK house prices. Like If we look at UK house prices, north versus the south, general sweeping statement, north's really cheap. I prefer good value. North really cheap. The South is very expensive. But we're going to look at how this affects us in terms of using those properties as buy-to-lets as well. So let's look at what the Halifax are saying. Um, a lag effect where interest, where rate increases are concerned. So if you're looking at buying properties or your current properties, you're looking to refinance those, what you are going to be seeing is differences to the mortgage rates. We'll look at interest rates shortly, but differences to the mortgage rates, meaning that stress tests. So I'm going to give you some figures here and then some from my own personal experience. So according to Zoopla, mortgage lenders are now requiring new borrowers to be able to afford mortgage stress test rates of close to eight and a half percent. Okay, so 5.6% is a product rate. Product rate meaning if you're buying your properties, you're getting a mortgage to either buy the property or refinance onto. Zoopla, supported by HomeTrack, is basically saying 5.6% is a rough average. That's the interest rate at which you are going to borrow the funds. But the mortgage lenders want some sort of buffer in there. They want some security. So they stress test. When they're stress testing mortgages, you've heard figures there of 8.5%. Um, so it's saying although you're lending on this example, 5.6%, the stress test is 8.5%. So they're going to stress test it to determine that if interest rates were to move up to the 8.5% mark, affordability is still covered, i.e. we're looking at this as a buy to let. The rental amount of coverage covers an 8.5%. There are loads of different ones out there on the market. And this is where good brokers really come into their own because a lot of people who are reviewing this, many of you maybe even don't understand the stress test process and the ICR, you'll hear it referred to as ICR, which is the internal coverage rate. The internal coverage rate is the rate at which your lenders want to basically have a little bit of skin in the game. They want some scope in there to cover things like voids, maintenance, you know, non-payment of rent or shortfall in rent from your renters. So the internal coverage rate. I looked at this earlier this month. So at the very beginning of September, we looked at some products and there was some out there. There was one which was a 5.26% interest rate, which as you'll know, if you've been watching the market, that's considerably lower than we've seen in recent months. But the stress test on that was 7.09%. So borrow at 5.26, stress test at 7.09. But the ICR, the internal coverage rate, is 125% 
What does that look like? You borrow a mortgage at £100,000 for argument's sake, you're going to pay 5.26% per year, broken down into your monthly payments, but the mortgage lenders want to see that if your mortgage moved to 7.09%, not only would it be covered by the rental amount, but it would be covered at a ratio of 125%. So they're always testing. But the fact that we're seeing mortgage interest rates drop tells me that there is still a need to loan that money out. So what does this mean for new and existing investors? For new investors, it means there's plenty more products out there on the market for you. And these change not even just daily, they change hour to hour. So speak to your brokers to find the right products. Don't always necessarily go for the lowest interest rates because sometimes they have the biggest stress test and internal coverage rate, meaning that the affordability isn't there. Sometimes it's actually better for you to pay a slightly higher interest rate. So you might be paying in the sixes, but the stress test, and they were also started this month. Again, they changed day to day, minute to minute, hour to hour. But there were mortgage products that were around the six, six and a half percent. So slightly higher than those ones we just mentioned, but the stress tests were below the actual mortgage rate. Let's use another example. Interest rate at 6.5%, so you're borrowing £100,000, you're paying 6.5% over the year, broken down into your monthly mortgage payments. But the stress test at 125% is actually 5.5%. There is money out there from the lenders. They need you to continually borrow the money. So therefore, for new and existing lenders, sorry, new and existing investors, what this means is that although the stress tests are there and although the mortgage rates are there, there are massive, massive opportunities. So what I do want to have a little look at now is when we move over to these stress tests, Halifax are saying the market will continue to rebalance until it finds an equilibrium where buyers are comfortable with mortgage costs in a higher range than the previous 15 years. Well, I don't know. You know, that's my mind goes into overdrive here because who's comfortable paying higher interest rates? But it becomes the new normal. Hate the phrase, but it's absolutely true. We got so used to for over a decade seeing interest rates, Bank of England base rates and the knock on effect on your stress tests and your mortgage rates at around you know 0.25% and slightly above it what we're seeing now is significantly higher over 5% what does that mean well it's not stopping people from investing in property it means that we've had to get used to a new normal but the new normal being these were historically low our normal was completely out of kilter I'm still investing now. All of the professional property investors that I'm working with are still investing now because we're getting used to this higher interest rate. But what that also means is that rental amounts have increased indirectly proportionately because actually, although interest rates have shot up, um, your rental amounts have shot up even higher. So we can still meet the stress tests. We can still get the cash flow and we've still got the internal coverage rate covered on those. So if you have a little look at some graphs, as we know, interest rates work in cycles and so does the property market. So if we use the ONS and Hamptons as our source, we're going to look at house price growth. Basically what this is saying in this graph is that we're seeing the end of one cycle and the start of the next cycle. There is a predicted low, which we know we're moving into, that's supported by Halifax's figures of five and a half percent, sorry, five and a half thousand pounds drop. Um, But what comes after the impending low is an expected high. So if we look at this graph, we are just on the cusp of the ending of one cycle, beginning of another. We're moving into a dip, we're moving into a low. What does that mean for you as buyers? This is the perfect time for you to start buying properties because although they are not yet, you know, crash level, they're 
slowly reducing but there's an expected increase because we're starting the next cycle so if you're buying now with a view to buy to let buy refurbish rent refinance we're expecting that curve to move upwards buying the low I know people say sell in the high I don't I say keep in the high keep forevermore while rents are still increasing you're going to get even more cash flow now is a fabulous time for you to start buying properties whether you're brand new to this or whether you're an existing landlord professional property investor looking to add to your portfolio so what else did I want to look at dun, dun, dun. affordability okay when we look at affordability, I'm going to give you their information, then my view as I always do. Their information. Halifax. What does Halifax say? It's now the most affordable level since June 2020. Well, that's a relative statistic because in June 2020, we were in you know the, the height of a pandemic. The world had stopped turning. So again, it's a bit of false information, false micro markets, false mi micro economies. But this is actually supported by, let me have a little look at this graph. Rental demand static, increase due to go up, false affordability figures. Okay, I want to give you these affordability figures because they are absolutely bizarre. When we look at affordability figures, currently it's saying the affordability figures, we're looking at a four and a half times affordability. What does that mean? Average average salary in the UK. And again, this is very sweeping statement and broad brush because this is saying £33,000 is the average salary in the UK. But we know in the South, more expensive, higher house prices, but also higher cost of living, higher income. But if we look at the average, £33,000 is the average salary in the UK. Average salary, we're doing four and a half times the affordability. There's no opportunity for the, that to remain static as it is. So what we're hearing is news that the UK house price earnings ratio is, has to increase to 6.3% to affect this. What does that mean? less first-time buyers, less people upsizing, reduction in demand for properties. And when we couple that with a, you know, a reduction in the prices, there's more supply, less demand. More supply, less demand is the perfect storm for investors to start buying. You know, it's really sad for those people who are facing the affordability issues. It does mean that they're potentially forced to stay in rental. It does mean that people are potentially moving to smaller houses than they'd actually like to. But the world moves in cycles and just like we're hitting the low now at the end of one cycle, we're increasing in the higher part of the newest cycle. It's going to continue working in that way. I'm a firm believer that we should look for the positives in the negatives and there isn't always an upside to it. So the upsides for those people is that they're going to be more of people like you and me, not your average landlord who is getting scared off by Section 24, increased house prices, increased Bank of England base rate and in turn increased mortgage rates. People like you and me who are watching the market, then drilling down into your own areas and looking at your specific micro markets in your local area. It means that this increase in the affordability is going to affect rental demand in a positive way. When rental demand increases, rental prices increase, all of which support you when buying those properties, irrespective of increased mortgage rates and increased affordability and stress test for you in terms of a landlord. So I think that the opportunity here is huge to create that win-win situation and provide amazing homes for these buyers who are you know, faced with a position where they were planning to buy a property and no longer able to buy the property. They still meet the affordability on the rental demand. They'll buy when the market turns again. Or these are people who are going to move into your property and never move out. Move into your property and never move out. And we've got some statistics somewhere, but I have that many pieces of paper. I don't know where it is. I want to back this up because somewhere it tells me that the average renter is staying for, sorry, the average 
time frame of people living in a house was eight years. It's now increasing to 23. So Zoopla is predicting that they're usually considered eight year time to be in a property in the UK. And that doesn't actually indicate whether it's homeowner or renter. But if the average person stays in a property for eight years, and that's actually due to increase to moving once every 23 years, what does that mean for you as a landlord? Well, this means when you put the right tenants into your properties, we couple it with the affordability information just discussed, you're going to be in the position where you can have people move into your property, always pay the rent, always pass affordability and never move out. They're there while they're saving up for their properties or they're there because a lot of people like to move into a property knowing that you're responsible for it. I know many people, including property investors who don't even own their own home, their own residential property, they rent from someone else. Why? Because although affordability, although rents are high, you know, statistically speaking, it's still easier than buying your own property. And then someone else looks after the property. That's a fabulous opportunity for you to be investing in your properties, in your buy to let, do the right checks, make sure you have the right types of tenants. They're going to move in and never move out. You're going to buy properties, rent them up forevermore to amazing tenants. You've got to get the information in the right way, though. I'm not naive enough to tell you that this is going to happen. You buy one house and it's, you know, the best thing in the world. You're going to buy the right properties in the right areas. You've got to vet your tenants in the right way. Buy to let is so, so beneficial to you when done the right way. But the education that you get is absolutely vital. Education in terms of the right ways to buy, but also the right markets to buy within. If we look at the, the north versus the south, we have a little look at this one. The north versus the south. Well, you know, statistically speaking, We've looked at average prices and we gave you a figure around the quarter of a million pounds for an average house price in the UK. But just to show case to you, the variances within that, if we look at London, the average house price is 672,961, slightly above the average suggested. And in the northeast, it's 186,144 pounds. So what does that mean? you need to know your market it's very generalized it's sweeping statement you know they've thrown mud at a wall and seen what sticks and we go yeah quarter of a million that's the average house price in the UK that doesn't mean anything below a quarter of a million is a good buy and anything above is not a good buy there are so many different strategies so many different opportunities and you having the right information is absolutely vital so with that being said what I think is the best way for you to do is to be surrounded by people who are doing this in your local areas. It's really important you have the right networks because as well as the information you're getting on the generalised market, it's also the things that are current in the market at that point. And there's one thing that we cannot leave today without identifying, which is, and I believe that you should look at the gov.website for this because it's advising and information um, advice for landlords in regards to, I'm sure you've seen on the news, horrific cases where there was a child who was really ill, hospitalised and actually passed away as a result of damp and mould in the home. Look, for every one of us who are good landlords and good property investors, there's always a shark in the making. So you want to make sure you're adhering to these. It's not a concern for you if you're a good landlord and a good property investor. It's not a concern for you if you are providing great homes for people. But it is vital that you have this information and knowledge. So Awab's law, named after the child who sadly passed away, is the new government legislation in regards to damp. It is a guidance, it is a checklist. If you're a good property investor, there's nothing in there that you wouldn't actually have already known. But you always want to err on the side of the law. You want to make sure that you're adhering to this. So you want to make sure it's predominantly aimed at landlords. 
predictions. I'm going to do some predictions. I always end with predictions. And as we know, these are my predictions. They might be completely right though, or they could be way off kilter. We've done all right so far. So as we know, the Bank of England's next meeting is scheduled for the 21st of September. In previous videos, you will have heard me saying that I believe that we're going to have a minimum of one, possibly two more Bank of England base rate increases. Again, we've already looked that this isn't massively affecting the swap rates and in turn the mortgage interest rates. So keep an eye out for that. You need to, it's all going to be published on the 21st of September. My prediction is that we are going to see an increase, at least one. We've heard a lot of people saying they believe there's going to be a slightly bigger increase in just one rather than my predicted two. What does that mean for you? If you're on a variable interest rate, you're going to have to have some more money in the coffers to be able to pay those mortgages. It does, in my opinion, mean that it's going to force those people who've been sitting on the fence, those homeowners and landlords who are negatively affected by variable interest rates, it's just another nail in the coffin. It's just another challenge for them to overcome. So I think we're going to see even more properties coming to the market after the 21st of September. We couple that with affordability, stress test issues. This is a fabulous opportunity for very well-educated mortgage no for very well educated property investors and that leads me nicely to let you know that we are always looking to educate you further the co-founder of progressive property mark homer who is you know the epitome of knowledge when it comes to property investing if you've enjoyed this information, you want to see the visual representation with the graphs, the supporting evidence, all of the charts, you can access the entire recording on our YouTube channel. 